and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of a crate of fire-damaged pogo sticks. What's 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 Just damaged? The, like the shaft, handlebars, the shaft. springs? Springs are fine, a bit rusted. Um, right. The yeah, springs are fine. fine. So you could still did, jump did on you, them. Did you ever have a pogo stick growing up? I, I had I one, had and it was the stiffest point. spring I've ever. It was the worst bogo stick. It was just a rake, and um, there was there was a group of there was. I remember it's such. Your dad just handed just you a, a stick yeah, one exactly. day, didn't he? Like, there's, oh, a there's a pogo stick, stick son. He's <laughs> a slinky to the bottom of it. Just went. That's the whole work. Yeah, like, we we had some friends growing up. Um, you'll know them, but we but they had a little two little brothers, and I remember going around to their house, and I don't know if it was them. They were a bit weird, but they, they had the pogo stick. I remember just being so amazed at how good they were at pogo sticks. What a useless hob like what a useless skill to have. This and this kid could just I, hop around on this fucking pogo stick for ages. I wonder I wonder yeah. if it was dreamt up as some kind of really weird kind of new age personal transportation. Oh god, kind of be thing. fucking knackering. Imagine trying to Because you know what because you, you know gotta get how, to this job interview. You know <laughs> yeah, because you know how you know how people rock around on on rollerblades and the people that can do it yeah. really well do it really well. And you look at them and you go, actually, yeah. that just makes so much sense. You're outside and you're <laughs> going like the clappers, like it's so. And you can jump quite yeah. far oh, with it was the, the pogo stick. So mate, if you got if you got like a good rhythm and a good stride on a pogo stick, you could get it quite was, far. It was quite the quickly. the 20th century segue. That is exactly what it was. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, and and the guy who. Yeah, we can't do motorized wheels yet, so we'll do um, coil guy who, springs. The guy who invented the pogo stick just bounced. He was doing up 20 foot higher. The crowd were going higher. I did 30 foot. And one final bounce, and we never saw him again. He's still, we don't yeah. know where he is. He just and his, 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 his name, I believe his name Icarus. was Icarus. Ah, very good. His, he flew too close to the sun and fell. No, he bounced, bounced too, pogo he too close, too to, close the to the sun. Jesus is what he did. Christ. And that's why they're fire damaged. See, everything makes everything makes yep. sense. Uh, see, we always bring our patter full are circle. I'm all yeah, right. How are you? That's yeah, like I last know, night. You know, I am. Yeah, but a little bit of mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We went to see. We went to see. We're doing up. It's, it's a bit last minute. A bit of a scramble today. We've got to record and edit. Oh, and you'll notice that the the audio is back to normal because we are back from our holidays. How was your holiday? Oh, it was, was magic. It sort of similar to. It was, well, to my holiday, <laughs> yeah, similar to similar to your holiday, yes. I dare say, considering we were in the yeah. same place for kind of. We didn't the same go on holiday time. together, just so everyone. Knows. We, no, didn't we didn't take that caravan away with us. We didn't. We didn't. Do you imagine you and I in a caravan, just the two of us? Oh no! That I mean, I love you, man. <laughs> would, but that would be that, that's so fun. Not, oh, we, that would. No, it would be a lot of fun. fun. We could play a game of hide and seek in the caravan. Have you seen that on Father <laughs> Ten? It was very funny. Um, just a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> oh, a man. day. That would keep the that would be good. Yeah. Um but yeah, no. And uh and so the audio's audio's back and you had a nice a nice time away seeing your Yeah, and you did yes. too, yes, I gather. I did, yeah, saw each other as well, which was which fabulous, was nice. fabulous. Any, any other news? Uh yes, yes. You wanna yeah, I got I got uh got bloody got bloody engaged, didn't I? There, oh did yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. A nice, there a, nice, uh, a nice rounding up of uh, was took took me long enough, didn't it? Yeah, heard, haven't, haven't uh, heard that yeah, enough. Just, haven't, just a bit. No, <laughs> heard no, that before. No, every every time someone says that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> very yeah. good. I'll just ride this one out. 
Yeah. Take there your lumps, go. mate. Yeah, you deserve exactly. them. Well, it's good. But yes, it was very nice. The weather showed up as well, which was which was very, very no, very good. good. Um and yeah, we went for a nice a nice lunch. You had the breakfast. Breakfast pancakes in the afternoon. It was good. I did. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we went to see old as well. We didn't not the same. We didn't we didn't just spend our whole life together. Um no, we didn't. Um, oh we're we doing didn't. we're doing it was me th- it was it was me that you proposed it was to, it? wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never proposed to someone and really poured my heart out to them uh, to have the response of fine. <laughs> and if we're yeah, gonna no, get any better, fine. mate, it's not gonna <laughs> cash in now. <laughs> the night, the end of the yep. night's coming. All right. Um, but yeah, we of course we are not a proposal podcast. We are a music and movies podcast. And each week we will talk to you about some of the most intriguing movies that have ever graced our screens. And I think. You, so there's two overarching thoughts that I have at the top of this one. I mean, obviously, it's an M. Night Shyamalan's old, um, which yep. we we kind of teased up, obviously, last week doing The Sixth Sense, um, riding high in the M. Night Shyamalan train. Um, mm-hmm. Next stop, mystery, um, terminating at what the fuck did we watch? Um, and yep. you, you had a really interesting observation at the end of this, and I'll, I'll quote you in a second. But I Ooh, think love I think quarters. the first thing to say was that this is so two things. I mean, secondly, being your quote, but the first one being this was a graphic novel adaptation, and I've yep. done a bit of research since watching it, and what I've come to the conclusion with is that the best part of this movie was the graphic novel and everything else from this movie came from M. Night Shyamalan and the only really good part of this movie was the concept and the second point was your quote and you said I said I turned to you when you finished and it was a very very wise quote if you don't mind me saying I said Alex what did you think after you seen this movie and you took a second you pondered and then you said it was what was it you said you said it was the worst um, oh, it was a bloody good quote, and I'm going to knob this one up. But you, you were like, it was the worst telling of a great concept. It was, the, it was the, yeah, it was, it was the worst. Ex, it was the worst execution of the best yeah. movie I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, and I thought that was really apt, and it ties into the first point, which is that the graphic novel this is taken from is called Sandcastle. Um, I don't actually have the, the author's name. It's a French graphic novel. Now, the, this this movie came about because M Night Shyamalan received this graphic novel as a Father's Day gift. Um, oh, and interesting. I, I, and he basically was so captivated by the concept, and it's more of a it's not a drama or a mystery. It's more of a kind of fable um, of of about age and aging. But he was so captivated by the concept of what happens if you age rapidly in a location that he wanted to secure the rights. So he fought really hard. I think he fought for for about a year or so to try and secure the rights for this movie. Right. Okay. And then he 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 got the rights. But interestingly, and I think what we'll do is we'll we'll now go into spoilers because it is very heavy spoil we'll have to do on the review. Um, so don't go any further. Don't listen any further. There'll be time codes. You can skip forward to moving forward, but we'll try not to talk about old anymore. Um, but what's interesting, Alex, and I don't know if you knew this, is that Sandcastle doesn't... It, it's just a fable. There's no mystery to it. They never find out what happens. There's no issues with why they're actually on the beach and you never find out why they're there. And of course, in the movie, yep. it's fully explained and it's a proper M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah. But there's no twist at the end of the story. No, there's no twist. There's an explanation that's presented like a twist. No, no, I'm saying in the graphic novel, it just ends. Oh, right. They just, yeah, yeah, they just yeah, yeah. all die. They just all die. But then, yes, as you say, the twist. You said that you said that there wasn't, you saw it coming. And I, 
I don't think I. F- I thought the. Um. So so you. Uh, hey, we'll we'll talk about it then. So the twist, of course, at the end of the movie is it is. Uh, they're sort of lab rats, aren't they? They're lab rats yeah. for an experiment, and all of them are put there. They're so carefully selected because they all have um, long term illnesses that they want to expedite drug trials on, so that they can understand the long term effects. And ultimately, yeah. they're there as a force for for good, I guess, or it's a kind of twisted. Yeah, force greater for good. greater good type thing. But it's it's hard hard to justify, isn't it? Yeah, and and so talk about the twist and let's analyze it because you said you saw the twist coming, and I must admit I didn't see it coming. I and right. and the you said the first indicator was when you saw cameras on the ridge watching watching them on the beach. Yeah. You said well, the, you see you see reflective shining yeah. up up on the ridge going down, kind of them, Area like, Fifty One esque sort. Of, yeah, kind yeah. of. I'm like, okay, they're being watched, and as soon as you come to that realization. There's only a few reasons why they would be being watched. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're obviously, it's obviously right. Because it, the resort people put them there. Yeah. So yeah. it's the resort that did it. it. If it was just, if it was just M. Night Shyamalan, as in not, not, not as a writer director, but he is actually in this movie as the guy that drives the minibus. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was just him, mm-hmm. there would be a possibility of it being him be either being some kind of supernatural demon or something mm. or some kind of serial killer or just something more private but it's teed up by the concierge he- head guy at this resort yeah where he's like come to this beach it's a once in a lifetime experience yeah yeah ho 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 ho, ho. yeah i loved that line um and so I was like, right, okay, so it's clearly the organization of the resort that's doing it. Mm. So why would an organization be doing something? Oh, it's probably, um, it's probably science. Yeah. I yeah. thought I recognized the resort owner as well. Sorry, just looked him up. He played Lutz in Bruno. You know, the, the kind of, have you seen Bruno? It's quite Sasha Baron Cohen's one after Bora. I've or, not actually watched that it's one. Quite, it's quite, Pretty, pretty pretty full on. I pretty lie. full on. Um, I think it's uh yeah, it's a bit full. But he plays he plays a wonderful part in that. Very he's very good in that actually. He was good. Oh, in this okay, too. very good. Yeah, I I mean no, I mean uh, the so the thing is I wanted to go further with that because yes, I I did I did see it coming, and I'm not just like saying that. I properly like saw it coming, but also a twist in a movie is when you think one thing is happening or mm. the movie shows you one thing is happening but then at the end it twists and it's actually something else all along so the best example being sixth sense right yeah yeah bruce willis be bruce willis being dead at the end of sixth sense is Did not you just in your pants? I, did, I just in my pants <laughs> i just in my pants i said it in exactly that way to get teed up for that exact reason uh that's not that's not a reveal that's that's a twist because the whole movie is presented from his perspective that he is alive Mm. so the audience is supposed to believe that he is alive and just doing his job until it is revealed at the end that he is in fact one of the dead people Mm. right Mm -hmm. in this movie i don't think that thing is a twist because we don't know what's going on Mm. up there yeah and we're just waiting to find out exactly what's going on yeah and so once you find out that's not really a twist it's just just a reveal that's just being told what happened 
I mean, I mean, can you? We're talking about movie twists, and it's got me thinking. What were some of the best movie twists where it it was done well, and what was different about it? I mean, like some of the ones I can think of. I mean, Arrival had a pretty bloody good twist at the end of that yeah. one. Um, Fight Club, I think, was was one of Fight the Fight Club's an amazing twist. Fight Club's an amazing twist. Empire. And but of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, the most famous so, twist the of most all famous time. Twist. I mean, if you talk about the other one, actually, that I've seen, there's, a, there's an amazing movie. Um, it's a, I don't, I don't actually know where where it's from. It's, it's a European horror movie called Good Night Mummy, um, and it is it's a pretty terrifying kind of concept actually when you watch it. And the and I would say that is without doubt one of my most favourite movie twists of all time. And I won't spoil it. What, should I spoil it? I guess if you're going yeah, to talk on. about twists. So it, it, the, the movie takes place um, in this remote little uh, house in, I don't know, Serbia or somewhere like this. And it's yeah. and it's this, it's these two twin boys and their mum has returned from having a lot of facial surgery. And she's acting really weird and strange. And it's this kind of just the three of them, these two little boys and the mum. Um, and the movie is all set up. It's all set up to say that actually the mum, something's wrong. Maybe she's had a bodied snatch or something, or she's had mm-hmm. something wrong with her head and she's weird and acting weird. Anyway, it gets to the end and it turns out that actually the mum is perfectly normal. She's fine. She's just looking after one of the boys because actually one of the other boys, one of the twins died in a crash. Ooh. And so you only know one of them's alive. And actually it's the little boy who's still alive, who's the killer, who's trying to kill his mum. because, yeah. and, and it's one of the best twists you want because as you say, it, there's red herrings throughout, but it totally flips the film exactly on its head. Yeah. I mean, it, everything you knew, it's exactly like the sundial totally flips. It's one of the best twists in a movie of all time. Yeah. And this didn't do that. No, it didn't I didn't. Really it really do that, did it it? It, it? it explained itself as it went along in the most infuriating way possible. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I kind of I want to go back to what you were saying about be about the best parts of this movie being from the graphic novel. Do you not think this yeah. movie would have been so much better if it was an hour long? Yeah, it was. It was quite long, wasn't it? it there was, but it there wasn't. Was it was an hour them. fifty. It, it was an hour fifty or something, or it was just shy of the two hour mark. And that's not like a long movie by these. No. But I just think that the presentation of this wow. as a as a movie movie was all wrong i think the concept would have been much better served as a short film well yeah but but let but let me continue with that because i we were talking last night when we finished and i said to you and matt and maddie hit the nail on the head she she had some really great points from this movie um i mean she was sort of even going into like the cinematography and the shine of everything like it was a bit too shiny and colorful yeah, yeah. And i think it, it the tone didn't really hit the nail on the head but something that i was thinking was um, and I kind of it took me a while to come to this conclusion. And I said, what, what was something that you would change? But actually, throughout the film, as soon as they got to the beach and you as an audience member realized what was happening all the way through to the point where they realized, you know, where they deciphered the code and they said um, that my uncle doesn't like the coral. So if you put a bookmark at the second, they realize something's going wrong, i.e. the body washes up on the beach all the way through to that choral sequence, that is a large chunk of the film. Yeah, it is. And at no point in that film do you does the tide, excuse for the pun, ever turn. In the sense that at no point 
do you, does 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 it ever look like they're ever going to get off the island yep. or they're ever going to make it out there's there's just no hope and you what you're just watching people just like furiously go mad and all of them die and it's like at least and there's a couple of sequences where they were like oh maybe it's about the whole pressure valve underwater situation you think okay let's explore this like so they maybe but they don't i guess the girl tries to climb up the cliff but they ruin that in the trailers because you know she falls in the trailers you know that they can't get through the cave because they do it once and it's like and that whole thing annoyed me it was like they just black out and wake up on the beach again it's like and then explain it goes no you just walked out again and you were in a, in a fit i'm like okay fine right but there could have been some really interesting stuff what if like a boat had come in and they try and get the boat's attention or or, or, or swim you know what i mean or what if or what if they talk about a metal suit what if they try and create something from the debris on the beach and try and escape that way or maybe like another couple comes onto the beach halfway through just something to something to to I don't know, like little plot, like little, little sort of subplots that carry the movie because it, it it was just a lot of just oh he's this is hopeless, nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to, and I guess that's the point of the graphic novel. But as we say, like he's going to turn away from the graphic novel anyway. So, yeah, exactly. And um, at some point, it was just spinning its wheels of all these characters yeah. in a hopeless situation. And after a bit, I I did find myself sitting there going, okay, I've I've, I've had enough now. Let's get to the punchline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there were some relatively sweet moments. I mean, there was a lot of stuff teed up. Obviously, the whole you were talking about the the bus trip on the way in and how she's, you know, I want to hear your voice when you're oh, older. Oh, one of the first lines in the movie, the... and it was unforgivably bad. The the, yeah. the credits come up. The movies the movie is called Old, and then one yeah. of the first things that you see, well, actually, the very first thing that you hear is the little girl singing, and then the, like the first line uttered by the mother is. Oh, you've got such a beautiful singing voice. I, I, I can't wait to hear what that's like when you're older. And I was like, <laughs> "What? Did you open your movie with that line? You're, you, yeah. you opened your movie." Old the dad turns to with, the the dad. Oh my days! The dad turns to the son and goes, "I'd love to see you rapidly age." <laughs> but no, it was that kind of. Do you know what it reminded me of? It was that ham-fisted line. It was like Craig Robinson in Hot Tub Time Machine. Have you? Do you yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, absolutely yeah, love that. Where where he machine. just said it's almost like a hot tub time machine, and then time he just machine. looks in the camera for like a split second and breaks the fourth wall in like an amazing deadpan moment, and that's hilarious. But it's like, yeah, I, really, you want to be opening your movie like that? Come on. What was the what was the other one that was just the oh I mean we talk of the dialogue I mean so some of the dialogue in this movie was just I do you know though I think this I think what we're getting at and this is well hang on so I'll finish that train of thought before I I zoom out again because I've had another point on the M night the M night piece why the dialogue I think is so bad um the 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 dialogue that came throughout this movie was pretty unforgiving and it was and it was pretty much tell they were trying to tell everything that was happening yeah. like you, you said you know they came to the conclusion of how this was thing they were just oh it's the minerals and they they, they were oh, cool well, that's it i guess that's what's happening yeah um, it was the nurse that, a, it was the nurse week. that came up with it as well it, it was just he, he it was just amazing that everybody everybody's profession right they, they were like mm. that there was always like an expert on hand to perfectly work out a little piece of yeah, a little and piece the wee of the boys puzzle. were going through going What's your what's your occupation? What's your name and occupation? I'm like, 
ah, oh, maybe this will be useful. Yeah, I know. yeah, the cop. I'm a cop. Oh, cool. We'll come back to the cop, come a, bit the cop a bit later. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a doctor. Well, yeah, I'm a doctor and a chief medical officer of my hospital. Oh, great. I wonder if we'll need you. What are you? Are you a nurse? That was are pretty you a nurse? You must be a nurse. If you're, if, you're if, you're, if, you're, if you're a nurse, how do you know so much about rock formations? Uh, uh, exactly. Oh, but what was the what was the best bit of dialogue delivered in this oh, movie, best, Alex? Best bit of dialogue. Well, I mean, I, I know what you're teaming up for, but I, I, I kind of want to <laughs> salivate in that moment just a little bit. So we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But honestly, as you were saying about the whole telling mm. style of dialogue, it really yeah. was unforgivable because almost the first time they went, they went through. They tried to go back through the rocks through the passage and then they like blacked out and got back to the beach and stuff like that they all stood around and went that didn't work let's come up with a hypothesis as to why that didn't work and they go oh okay it's like uh diving and come to the surface yep that tracks that makes sense so that's that's what it is that's what it is and there's no other options they just jump to the the right conclusion at the first at the first effort but, but hang on well, well, hang on the one second, because that that that's relatively fair enough, because that's a very specific feeling like that feeling of pressure in the head. You, you like you'll have known it if you've dived deep. I mean, you could you could just go. It feels like yeah. that you could say it. And and actually, I think that trade of logic does track, because if you think about it, how they overcome that is you do slowly come to the surface. So you so that when they when they go on that thing of what happens if we slowly go through it? But the, you, you don't get a resolve for that. So actually, we don't know if that's the truth or not. We don't know if you can leave by doing that or not. So actually, I don't think that okay, was the worst fair enough, point. fair enough. But how on earth would they... Would they the mineral how would they bit, guess the mineral bit the was the nonsense. Yeah, 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 exactly. That bit was nonsense. And and I said this to you, that even the, even the CGI on the rocks looked... It looked like they'd looked superimposed a glacier yeah. and then just coloured it in, or they'd copy and pasted the rock yeah, face back wrong. on the CGI. That's exactly... Maybe it's um, because the, the, the rock the, looked weird. looked weird. And then they were like, right, well, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. rock look, looks weird. That's got to be, be the reason. But, well, but maybe the macro point I was going to say was, I think M. Night Shyamalan, I think he thinks audiences are getting stupider. Because if you, th- if you track the dialogue throughout of his movies as they've gone on, the dialogue has got... Take back to The Sixth Sense. That's really... That's a really coherent dialogue. And it's, and it's very cleverly articulated throughout. Whereas as it's gone on, like take films like The yeah. Visit... Um, or, or if you've watched Servant as well, he helped on that. And some of the, the early episodes are a little bit like they're a bit kind of delivered to you on the plate. And it's like, I think he, I think he's, I don't know whether he's. It's an observation. He's kind of going. I have to tell people what to ha- what to watch in these movies because they won't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't get it. Um, I've just noticed that it's kind of tracked throughout a lot of his movies. I mean, like if you look at the earlier ones, like Signs is a good example where you can see elements of that, but not really. And then The Village is one where I think the tide turns because that that's one of the movies where the dialogue is really quite shonky and it starts yeah. to fall over. Um, and then and then the visit the visit is an example where it's delivered delivered to you on a plate and this one too but let's go back to one of that isolated oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you and i had a oh, nice yeah, chuckle at that i mean that was that this was this line was terrible enough on its own but it's the fact that it was it it tracked there was a setup earlier in mm. the movie because obviously mm. they got together and they were trying to work out a way to get off the beach quite early in in the movie and one of the things, mm. the nurse, uh, played by Ken Jong, He was good. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He was uh, probably one of the better actors in this movie, frankly. Mm. But mm. 
they were all standing around the beach just in front of the sea and he was basically saying right who wants to swim a like over a hundred pool lengths against against the tide and go around the headland on another uh you know another nondescript distance we don't know how much is around the headland and stuff like that who who wants to do that that's that's our option so he was basically presenting the odds of succeeding at swimming in the bleakest possible terms mm. so they're thereby telling us the audience and i suppose secondary the characters on the beach that that's not an option mm, that that's yeah. how he that that's how those odds were presented to us sure. the audience the fact it was bleak and we even saw all the waves crashing and like, right, they can't get out that way. 15 minutes later. <laughs> same nurse. He's like, I'm going to swim for it. Don't worry, I was on the swim team. On the swim team. That was it. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <was> on the <laughs> swim team. Create a path, everyone. Yeah. He's going. I'll, the I'll, swim team I'm is gonna, there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swim for it. The same character that very sarcastically told us the odds for succeeding at such a thing and then he was like we were pissing ourselves i can do, we I can like, do that we were we were both laughing yeah, in the cinema i got, like, I got looks from the, after, the, I got looks from the people lot, next to no us. one else was no one else found that funny we were just pissing ourselves at that <laughs> we sequence and the woman yeah the woman next to you was like can you stop yeah <laughs> we were like, like it's really bad but then when he washes up on the shore i kept turning to you i must have done it about three times i was like looks like he's dropped from the swim team then eh and you were like what? I couldn't hear <laughs> I you. Like, I couldn't hear you. And I was like, and I was like, and I was like, looks like he's dropped from the swim team, eh? And you were like, can't hear you, mate. I, I, got, <laughs> I, then, can, I couldn't then, hear you. I thought I did it a third time. You know, you know when the the volume changes. You know when you're whispering to someone in the cinema because it's like a quiet scene. Yeah. And then it like gets louder, and you go, looks like he's dropped from the swim team, eh? <laughs> I did that. Just like, what am I doing? What am I explaining this shit, Joe? Oh. It's not even worth it. Um, yeah, man, that was tough. Yeah. That was that was a really tough. So let's let's go back as well because let's let's talk a little bit about the composer and the music. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, we are yeah. a music and movies podcast. Apparently so. Um, apparently, apparently so. Now, going into this movie, one of the one of the aspects of it which I didn't um, and it's uh, oh god, I can't pronounce his name. Trevor Gugget. You you got his surname there. Is it Gurekis? Yeah, Gurekis. I, 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 so, so so I only I know Trevor Gurekis. Or yeah, but I know I only know him because he did the servant or servant, which is Apple TV's kind of horror M night. I mean, it's a proper proper kind of M night Shyamalan star. Right. And then it, it I've, I've mentioned it a couple times in the show. It kind of gets away from it. The music's quite good, but it's not it's not amazing. And I I'll continue that with old. And I think you and I came to the same conclusion, which is. It's fine. There's a couple of really nice tracks. Um, I mean, Slot Canyon was was the standout for me, which is where you first, where they walk through the Slot Canyon, obviously, and they get to the beach, and it's it's a relatively um, impressive reveal of the yep. beach, and so the strings are soaring, and the the music is really kind of um, following suit. I think there's a lot of use on the percussion for throughout the whole score, and especially on the main title track. It's like a slowly increasing tempo on, on the percussion, and I guess it's kind of going, yeah, this is the you know age is rapidly you're you're, you're at rapidly aging, and it kind of gives that mentality. But I think the conclusion we both came to was there's a really interesting concept here. There's some really interesting um, character development and kind of relationship development. Yeah. You could probably create a nice couple of motifs, and you could probably create some really interesting music, you know, styles or a little quirky 
things that were kind of just missed here. Was that was that fair to say? I mean, you're more of a musician than I am. Well, yeah. What do you think? Could they have, could they have gone hard I, on this? I think, hmm, yes, I do. But I I do kind of think that maybe we've got much higher standards when it comes to these high concept movies and mm. having the music reflect those high concepts. Obviously, the the closest comparison that comes to mind is Louis Gornison for Tenet. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. high concept science fiction, you know, thing that's happening, the time mm. reversal mm. and stuff like that. And then to hear that reflected and represented in the, in the music just gave it so much more depth. And oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. for this soundtrack, I think you could have put it, on top of any other M. Night Shyamalan movie, just because... And it would have, been and it would have serviced yeah. it fine. Because it, it's got that very personal kind of mystique about it. Mm, it it's, mm. it's almost claustrophobic. It's always got very small instrumental scope. And yeah, yeah there is like an M. Night Shyamalan sound or it style did have a very it did have a very small sound do you think it would have been quite a small orchestra that would have yeah i mean and and i mean to 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 obviously to give some context as well not just for the score but the whole movie was filmed i mean in the middle of 2020 oh yeah which is which is mad i mean the whole thing i think it was filmed in the philippines but the whole thing was filmed in the middle of the pandemic wow. and apparently there was you know constant testing constant um, you know, just just uh, where apparently no one no one got it, which was really quite. I think they did a really good job. No, actually, that's great. According to oh, that's some, some resorts, I think they 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 all did. M Night Shyamalan as well. You know, was 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 took that very very seriously. Sort of said, look, you know, everyone's everyone's well being is obviously at the top of the list here. But also, he kind of recognised that you know we, we all still got to make some money, and you know this thing's got to be made. So huge respect to that. I don't think I don't think it really impacted the film at all. Um, or or the score, but I do think maybe that's a contributing factor to why maybe it was a little bit. It could, I, I don't know. Maybe it could have been. I don't think it did. Now I'm now I'm now I'm double doubling back. Um, I don't think it would have made a difference, would it? But it, you're right. It did have a sort of smaller sound. No, to I, it. and honestly, um, I was listening out for you know something that might represent what's happening in the movie. You know, all the characters getting older, etc., etc., and to have that represented the in, the, in the music, and I didn't really hear it, and I was a little bit disappointed mm. by that. But then maybe that's a little bit unfair because maybe this the 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 bar has been set with other with yeah. other high concept so, movies. It's um, it's an interesting one. So, I mean, I another thing that I thought about was, and I'll use an, a sound design example to kind of create a larger point, which is. I think M. Night Shyamalan is, and I know he is, he's a huge fan of like B-horror yeah. movies. And I think you can see this reflected in quite a lot of stuff. So one of the sound design choices is any time there was bones, and there was a few examples where there was bones on yeah. the screen, obviously with the decomposing corpse. But the other one was the, the and again, well, we're far in spoilers, obviously the baby, the baby dying, which is which was kind of just not really, a, I guess it was pretty harrowing and it's not really addressed properly. But I don't know if you noticed that when the, the they were burying the bones of the dead baby, there was the kind of like, it was it was like, um it was like wind chimes. like Yeah. And, and, it, and it was that sound of what, what bones probably would sound like clattering yeah, yeah. together. And they were playing, that was, that was present. So there was a little bit of thought put in, but the wider point is it's quite, it's quite like, 
um, not shonky. What's the word to use? It's quite kind of like B movie esque yeah. doing that, if you know what I mean. And I think that that could that tracks throughout all of M Night Shyamalan's movies. I mean, especially some of the some of the horror examples were all they were all a bit weird looking. You know, like I think the the other example was the woman who was in the cave and writhing around. That was pretty disturbing. Yeah. And as you said, you know, it's a shock factor was what, exactly what he was going for. But it was like. It didn't. It wasn't overly polished, and I think if you'd gone to another director, if you'd gone to like another, if you if you'd gone to so my current favorite horror movie filmmaker is Ari Aster, who did uh, Midsummer and um, yeah. Hereditary. So two really, I mean, they are dark, dark films, and I think those two films have raised the standard for horror, modern horror movies, and it, because they are so dark and they're so um psychologically terrifying when you present um modern audience with that kind of b movie kind of look and feel in such a large in such a large production i think it feels a bit shonky and it's a bit like it's a bit i don't know cartoonesque especially like some of the cgi i thought was a bit like ugh, i don't know i think we've seen better examples of this in, in kind more of yeah and movies. for um yeah i, I was thinking for, that. for a movie that I mean, we should probably start to heap some praise on it, actually, because because because, yeah, because course, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the my my first statement at the beginning was it was the worst executed best movie I'd ever seen, and the reason it gets best movie I've ever seen type plaudits from me is because like some of the some of the cinematography and the camera angles and the the presentation of it was really gorgeous and really 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 yeah. effective oh, yeah. you you got the the feelings and the emotions and experience of what was going on through the camera works and and the and the close-ups and mm. all of that and the, all and there was some expert expert camera storytelling going on here which is kind of why it makes it like so much more unforgivable that the dialogue was so yeah. bad because we didn't need all that terribleness when we had so much when we had so, so much true. richness yeah in the subtle things like the camera work i think the, the example of the camera work was really good when the kids were playing tig and or, or tag or, and and it, it was kind of like following the kids around in a weird way i don't know if you yeah. remember that i mean that was the one that really stuck out to me i was like oh that's a really novel it was all do you know why it was weird as well why is that because something that doesn't happen so if you think back to move this a little bit of a, a behind the camera trick um Think about a time when a movie has zoomed in on something and then zooms out again. That's a weird thing for audiences to see yeah. if you think about it. And rarely does that happen. And when and you you psychologically, as an audience member, you step up and notice when a movie does that. Because so, so we are so used to either, um, you know, a, a zooming out. So I'm giving you the, the yeah, 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 of, yeah. of a sequence and then it cuts to a different sequence or a zooming in. Yeah, but it never does the same thing, and that's like typically like found footage movies maybe do that or something. Yeah, sure. Um, there was also quite there was also quite a nice series of one shots as well. I don't know if you noticed there was a few sort of one shots. Yeah, there were where... a, there were a few one shot sequences. Now always appreciate I, I, I a love, one shot. I love a one shot. A, I love a one shot. But but the overarching point to be made, I guess here, and and this kind of ties back to Maddie's point on the the gleam as it were or yeah. the shine. Um, so this is actually the first M Night Shyamalan film to be shot on thirty five millimeter film stock since the last Airbender. So all of his projects have been shot digitally up until this point. Okay, and I didn't, I wouldn't be the sort of person to notice that, but when you tell me that, 
that makes sense. That tracks yeah. because I mean, the last Airbender, that's a movie into itself, but it is quite good looking. Yeah. It is style. It does look very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if the film is is terrible. And when you have that, when I had that fact explained to me, I was like, that really does make sense yeah. because this looks good, and there's some really creative angles of how they're using it. So it was, it, yeah, I think that was a really good point of the of the movie. Um, and some of the acting. Yeah. Some of it was some of it was very yeah. good. Some of it was really quite jarring. Um I think there was a, there was a few examples. I mean, I think she was very good, but um Nikki uh, Creeps who's the she's actually from Luxembourg. I don't know if she was German or, or, or from Luxembourg. I thought she was an interesting casting choice and I thought the way that she delivered lines was a bit jarring almost if that's is that weird to say? I thought she she kind of delivered them. She wasn't talking to the actor. She was almost talking to the audience through a large part kind of, of it. yeah. I felt like we had to like contribute some of the conversation. <laughs> I don't know if you were the same thing. I, was a bit I like, don't know. Oh. I, I mean, I I don't know if I could really expand on on that feeling. I don't know if I I don't know if I thought she did an overly great job i don't think she did a bad job either i, I don't th- no. really think that any of them really did i, I really enjoyed rufus Su- uh, sewell i always yeah I al- he was good as the doctor i always yeah. love seeing him in things and he he's typically one of those um british like richard e grant he, he's, isn't he's, he? he's one of those british uh actors that just turns up now and once every like five years or something in, in yeah, something yeah, but yeah. he's always really good i always really like him in things um and i also really liked i'm gonna butcher his name gael garcia bernal yeah as the dad i really really liked him i know him from as playing the uh co-lead in amazon's mozart in the jungle uh he plays the kind of um enigmatic uh young conductor that takes over the Mm. symphony orchestra in new york um and he's got that very kind of He's he's got a very infectious energy, and I kind of feel like he brought that to this as well. Actually, he's he is a mm. very engaging actor, and I kind of want to see him in more, to be honest. And then finally, just to cap cap off the actors, there was two familiar faces that we had in this, and that was of course from Thomas and Mackenzie, who played um, Maddox, who was the the wee girl when she was aged. She kind of played that fifteen. You know, the majority of the film we saw with the, the young yeah. girl. She's from jo- she, and, and I was thinking, where's I've seen her from? She's from, of course, Jojo Rabbit. Yep. Um, she's from a few others. I didn't know. If, I get her and, and the the girl from Booksmart mixed up. They look quite similar. Um, and the other one, which was the big draw, and I noticed that they leaned quite heavily, was Alex Wolf. And they leaned very heavily on him in the trailers because obviously, as we talked about before, modern horror movies have been shaken after the release of Hereditary. And of course, Alex Wolf's breakout role was Hereditary. Yep. And so they lean very heavily on him quite a lot in the trailer. And then just to tie those two back into the acting, what was your thoughts? Because you had a few points on the fact that they were adults playing kids. Yeah, so this was obviously a concept that they tried to track through the movie of I think tried is the no, good yeah, word. No, yeah, tried that, tried is a very deliberate word uh, on my part because the effects that they wanted was to eventually at the end of the movie, well, throughout the movie, but specifically at the end of the movie, have these 50-year-old characters who were in actual fact not 50 at all. They were actually six because they started off yeah. on the beach at the beginning of the day as six-year-olds 
and then they ended yep. as 50 year olds and what they wanted to do is try and make sure that the same personality the same people were just inside those aging bodies and so yeah. you had to kind of make the older actors the adult actors seem childlike mm. but to make mm. us sort of acknowledge that you had to make the six-year-old so right at the beginning of their journey really ridiculously childlike so that we were mm. like oh they're quite you know immature little children like they're not very well developed at all <laughs> like they're yeah, just sure, you know sure. they're, they're, they're going around going into people's faces and going what's your name and your job i don't know you i don't i don't know you <laughs> yeah. but tell me about you I'm interested. I'm a curious yeah, child. Exactly, yeah. Look at me, I'm a curious child. Look at me, I'm a curious child. That, <laughs> that, that, that's literally it. And it was, there was no dialogue or anything that didn't serve that point to make us go, these are children, these are children. Please remember that these are children. And then when they grow up, mm. by the way, they're still children. And yes, yeah. I get it. I get why it was done. But it was still a bit like, kind of cringe to watch at, at, yeah. at, the, at the beginning when the kids were just being like way too childish. Yeah, and then but then throughout as them as adults, I wasn't fully convinced that they still had the mind. Well, of no, exactly. But the, the, this is the point. Having said all of that, the movie then contradicts it because there's a really great scene, actually, when probably the most problematic thing of the movie happens which is when the two yeah, six-year-olds grow up I know what and they you mean. do a thing and it's weird it's really yeah. weird but they have a conversation just between themselves about how there's like different colors in their minds now and how there's more colors but they're dimmer and things like that and i was thinking and i was thinking oh, about that com that's, about that conversation yeah. i was like wow that's a really unique way to describe a child's mind looking through adults' eyes well, of the world. No, kind of, because it's suggesting that their minds are maturing. Because if you think about it, when you were yeah. when you were six years old, right, you'd fixate on a point, and that point would be the most important point you'd ever had in your life, and everything and everything and, else, and, and everything else it. either didn't matter or didn't exist for you. Now, as adults, we've mm, got our mind yeah. on lots and lots of different places, and they don't rep, and, sure. they, and yeah. we don't nearly have as much emotional importance for us. For example, you know, I yeah. really care. For example, I really care that I'm going to have a cup, cup of coffee after this podcast, right? If mm -hmm. I can't have a cup of coffee, am I? And I don't get what I want. Am I going to cry? Yeah, you probably. Yeah, okay. So, for the sake of banter, <laughs> for, for the sake of for the sake of banter and a joke, yes, I am going to cry. But to to, to, to yeah, yeah, I know the point. The the point of how that relates to the movie, I really enjoyed how, that little kind of conversation about they were noticing. Oh, I I don't care. I care about more, but to a lesser amount. Mm, and I thought mm. it was just a really really nice observation Your coffee cup half full yeah. or a half empty absolutely <laughs> yeah I know so the mean. movie yeah. was saying that they were maturing but not really and i was like yeah. right well either do one thing or the other. I, th I would have preferred if they just stayed six years old in an adult's yeah. body or if they actually fully no, their mind actually rapidly matured, matured. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. then they wouldn't have learned anything but 
and I think that's and, and we, you know we always say show don't tell show don't tell but that is one of those examples where you can't really show that but telling it and I think that the dialogue there that was one of the examples where it was oh, well, yeah was okay. no you know they I, said oh I, they're different dims and I was like oh that that kind of makes sense and I and again like the other example was the whole dive deep sea diving logic stuff I don't think that was that no. bad um but yes there was yeah. some examples I, I i think i think just to wrap it up because we are going to come to come to time but just going back to the first point we made this was a graphic novel m night Shyamalan created the twist whether you like it or not i didn't think it was a bad concept you know the whole using as guinea pigs to rapidly i, I was like yeah fine that kind of makes sense it wasn't really delivered as a twist as we say that you know the yeah. title wasn't it doesn't hold up to much scrutiny but, but you can suspend your disbelief no. enough to kind of swallow to, it you know <laughs> yeah but the, I, I thought the way that it ended did the whole concept a disservice. And the, there was the last line of the movie really was the nail in the coffin, which is, how is our uncle going to explain that our two six-year-old children are going back as 50-year-old adults? And there's a kind of like, yeah, how are we going to do that? And yeah. then it ends. And I'm like, no, sorry, that's fucking harrowing. Yeah, like yeah. The re- the, 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 this movie, okay, so the graphic novel, there's no explanation. No one happens. And it's tragic. And and so what M. Night Shyamalan does is he went, well, this is the reason why. He created the reason. He created the ending. And he was the one who wrote his characters out of that situation. But he didn't commit to the tragic part. Like, the really terrifying thing is, imagine if you just lost your life this way. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is one of the most terrifying concepts ever put to movie. It really is. Yeah. And he didn't follow through with that. Because that's that's that was almost said as a joke. Yeah. That line at the end, and I'm like, sorry, that doesn't make sense. And but I there's think... a there's a lot of there's a lot of different what ifs that we can speculate about them about what those two kids must be feeling leaving that yeah. beach as fifty year olds. But I don't actually, I'm not convinced it would be as world endingly traumatic as possible. Because do you really have? that much of a negative concept about growing up when you're six years old that's a that's a that's a fair point yeah they they maybe don't but i think yeah and i know that i know that i know exactly what you're saying but the, it's it's that that's more that's the last few minutes of the movie should be turning it towards the audience and going what do you think yeah yeah and it was just focusing on these two kids. And I was thinking, you could have really... There was a really good opportunity here to hit the nail on the head home by ending this in a really bleak way. And I've used Hereditary and I've used Midsommar as an example, but like, look at modern horror movies. There's some incredible... We are really in a renaissance of horror yeah. right now. Between these two, you know, um, Get Out as an example, The Witch, if you've seen The Witch, yeah. you know, A24 are smashing it. The Lighthouse, amazing horror movies. And I just don't think you can. I just don't think you can get away with this anymore. Right. You know, this kind of just little, oh, a little kind of weird joke at the end. I think you, you deliver this. Deliver. This is a scary concept. We've both talked about how amazing this concept is. Deliver it. Really yeah. hammer in. You know, finish. Pack the punch. Yeah. Don't. 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 You know, hold your um, hold your punches. Really pack this punch. There was an opportunity to end with the two kids crying properly remorse because they've lost everything and now they've lost their whole lives. You know, really just like twist the yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, do that, but but it didn't really do no. that. And so you kind of, as an audience member, kind of came away feeling like, oh, well, I guess they got away. Um, uh, all anyway. they need to do is find the beach that makes them go younger, and then they're fine. 
I did. Well, I did. One of my first thoughts was, I wonder if the twist is the resort makes them younger because there was quite a lot of focus on that little boy. And I was like, is he maybe getting rapidly younger? All right. Okay. I I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I was kind of thinking maybe he was a maybe he was like someone who worked there and he's got rapidly younger. Then he's gonna go with them to the beach and they kind of transition back and forth. But yeah. No. No. Um, But honestly, I was I was thinking that I kind of said that as a as a joke. But I was thinking, okay, they they explained how the rapid aging is happening on this beach because of you know rock formations and you know how they how they <laughs> yeah. how they affect how they affect cells and things like that and they yeah. obviously yeah. hit the nail on the head of it you know the other thing you know when they said why isn't our hair growing and they're like oh because they're dead <laughs> follicles yeah dead which cells, is basically yeah, which follicles. is basically m night Shyamalan going to the audience don't ask those questions Whatever you've got a question for, yeah, I've got exactly, an answer yeah. for. So just <laughs> stop asking the questions. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, and I'll make exactly, them say yeah. one of them. So just stop asking questions. But then I was thinking, all right, well, maybe there's a beach or a forest somewhere where the natural geology of it makes your cells heal themselves. Mm. Because it's a natural cell healing thing, and that makes you go younger. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't tell me that doesn't exist I, in this world. Based on the rules of this world, sh- it exists. I mean, and to 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 summarize that because I just I thought of a quote that that perfectly asks, answers this. There's a famous um physicist or there's a scientist Richard um uh, Fenman who basically said I would rather have questions that can't be answered than answers that can't be questioned. Yeah. And that is a perfect example for this. What That's a exactly quote. It's a brilliant quote for science and it's a brilliant quote for physics but it's also a brilliant quote for movie yes. making. And to summarize that um I I I think this is maybe a zero thumbs up in terms of music and movie. I, I, I think it struggles to get one, but I think there was just, you could have really done some cool stuff here. Yes. Like, it, no, 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 I agree mis- because it, it there, misfired. There, there a lot was of stuff. a lot of really, really great stuff here. But I really enjoyed no, it. No, I know. It's, it's weird. So weird. It's, I did it enjoy really, it. really weird because I enjoyed it and there was a lot of really, really good stuff here. I do think that the good stuff doesn't excuse the bad stuff or rather the bad stuff ruins the ruined the good stuff because usually usually i always try to if i enjoyed something about a movie i was like i always try to praise a movie on its merits and not not make it like a point system going like oh right yeah it's got three yeah yeah, totally it's not it's it's balancing it's got it's got three plus points but five negative points so it ends up negative negative two two. i don't like doing that i like going oh there's three things i really liked about this movie I really liked this movie because in I really I really liked yeah. those three things because of this movie. But in the case of this movie, and I'm not really sure I can articulate it properly, and it might just be my mood at the moment. But the, the bad stuff really detracted from the good Was stuff bad. for me. So I'm not yeah. actually giving this any yeah. thumbs up. Actually, unfortunately, no, no, me neither. But it is weird because I did enjoy it. Yeah, and, and I, I would did recommend as well. People to see and this. I would as well. And I, and I. W- and it's and it's so weird how that is like that. that I don't think that's ever exa- like this is a really unique case where we're both like, nah, it's not a particularly good movie, but do go yeah, yeah. watch it. What are we What are we saying by that? I think it's just because the movie itself, the whole, was, the, like a the lot high of, concept of it concept, was, was, it? was so engaging, but it needed to be yeah, shorter. Yeah. It rambled on. The yeah. dialogue was atrocious. Hmm. Oh man, what a what a good what I've I've really enjoyed yeah. this. It's, it's, a, it's a head scratcher for sure. Cool. Let's yeah. put it to bed. <laughs>
moving forward? Yeah, let's move it. Um, really busy moving forward this week. I don't know if we're going to have to talk quickly or if we're just going to have to be as precise. And I've sent you the list, but I yeah. want to talk about the list in chronological order. Well, relatively. Scrolling, scrolling, I know, scrolling, yeah, I sent you there. Scrolling. What I'll do is I'll start us off. Um, some videos have leaked online of Indiana Jones 5 being filmed in Glasgow. Have you seen these films? These, these, uh... I have. I've seen a bit of this footage. Well, it's really amazing, actually, isn't it? I mean, so as a, as a, first, oh. as a first point, um, what we're watching is some sort of parade. I believe it is. And I was looking in. I was zooming in on some of the shots. I believe it's 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 um, the Apollo Eleven. It's not a sort of a Labor Day or July Fourth. It's Apollo Eleven. I yep. think has either landed or is returning. So we're, we're, the year is nineteen sixty nine. Um, yeah. Uh, now, obviously, we have the Scottish pipe band playing. Maybe a little wink yes. and a nod to the fact that it is being filmed in Glasgow. Um, I've seen. I remember seeing World War Z being filmed in Glasgow, and I remember the buzz yeah. of the city. It was a quite a lot of films have been filmed there, um, because it does have that. I mean, it's very cheap to film there, and it does kind of have that, I guess, relative American look. Um, well, no, the, well, the 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 city planner mm -hmm. that designed the center of Glasgow also designed uh, New York and chicago ah, cool. uh, philadelphia so it you know that philadelphia so, or, Phil or philadelphia yeah. but um it's that grid system yes. yeah, yeah 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 it was it was that one guy in the center of glasgow does have that grid system yeah. that you can easily just say is old new york or or Phil. yeah so it was yeah it was the same city plan which is which is quite an interesting good, fact well good actually. on glasgow for having it was a rapidly built city as well you know it wasn't it's not one of these really old cities in scotland like you know like edinburgh or stirling or perth you know it was a city that was rapidly built to facilitate the dockyards and it's quite yeah. cool that it's it's you know wasn't done in a poor way it was actually had a bit of thought and creativity put to well not really creativity but um but structure put to it but great i mean this as a as a, as a piece of film i i really enjoyed this actually it kind of it doesn't ruin the film for me i mean we're obviously seeing indiana jones and spoilers if you if you don't want to know anything about this they will spoil obviously a few plot points obviously we've already said it's 1969 indiana jones stunt doubles riding a horse up the side and there's a motorbike chasing him yeah um cool i mean i i think by all accounts yeah, this is cool. gonna be i mean a good it, movie do you think it's a flashback the fact the fact that the fact that this video is out there has me in kind of a mixed kind of mindset because I don't I like diving into information and I like seeing trailers and things like that. But when but when I see things like set videos mm. and things like and things that have like you know direct spoilers and things like that, and I'm like I'm I'm thinking why why am I watching this? Why is this? Why do I want to consume this? Am I so like you know devoid of information, and I just want to know what's mm. happening? It's like, do, would would we be satisfied if we knew everything that was going to happen in the movie before it went, before you went to the movie? Well, we knew everything about old. <laughs> what was going to happen? <laughs> no, we did. We did kind of. We did kind of know everything about old. No, no I, I, know I do know what you mean. Like people, people, people are so rabidly obsessed with getting this the hot yeah. scoop on the internet that they're like well do you have a line do you have a personal line that you like won't cross yeah. because it will ruin it for yeah. you yeah well it was like you the drone intellectually it was like the drones that, that were getting flown over the the um 
the Force Awakens. You remember showing off all the sets. Exactly. I, I, exactly. So even though I did watch, even though I did watch this video, I did feel a little bit grotty do, doing do, it do afterwards you, because I saw yeah. the Apollo words yeah. on it, and I was like, <sighs> okay, so I now know that. You, did I need to know that? But actually, I think right. that's something that should be taken into account because don't when a movie is filmed in secrecy, nothing said about it, and then it's just released to the public. I think we commend that film more than, than we would normal film. So actually, I, I would yeah. actually say that this is something that should be taken into account when you look at a film as a whole. How much information was leaked beforehand? How much information? Because that's, you know, they invest just as much money in the security as they do the lighting or as they do the production or as all yeah. these things. So actually, let's judge it for as one of the merits. Like, Maybe this is maybe this is the first knock that Indy Five is going to receive. I don't know. I mean, World War Z suffered from this. Um, a lot of people kind of yeah. were like, "Oh, it's obviously going to be filmed here, and there's going to be this sort of chase sequence in this downtown of Philadelphia." Yeah. So you know, it's. Um, yeah. Can I tell you what I really enjoyed about watching this video? What? Oh, the, is it the Scottish accents? Is it the, the wee granny? No, 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 no. That was so funny. <laughs> they just went past this Scottish guy and she goes, "That would worry me. That would worry me." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. It's very funny. Um, yeah. No, what I really, really enjoyed was seeing this clearly massive set piece, right? And I loved seeing the whole production from a phone camera. And it wasn't a phone. All... It was. It was. A, it was clearly a, a nice camera. I think. I think it was no, a nice. I don't know. Phone cameras would be good. no. If that was taken on an iPhone, I, I wouldn't have been that surprised. But yeah, really? maybe whatever but it was it was a it was a personal shooting of like the whole set so what you could see was everything that will be in shot mm. so with all the bunting on the buildings yeah, yeah. and everyone in everyone in the parade yeah. the pipers the, the cheerleaders yeah yeah the cheerleaders the cars the van the float you know all of that stuff with you know the confetti on the ground all the blue white and red that you could shake a stick at mm. and and I and I was thinking that's gonna be a five second yes, shot. Yes, yes. I was just about to say the I'm, same thing. Yeah. At that this, you see how big this, how much money that shot yeah. would cost yeah. of just getting all those people to just and how many times you'd have to film it. I, I imagine you don't have that many times to get that right because the coordination would be insane. But I just loved pontificating on that. Mm. I loved just thinking about how it is they're doing it how that's getting coordinated oh, totally, all, yeah. the, all the moving parts that go into creating just a, a 10 second piece of because there's a bit of a chase there's a chase between a horse well a horse being chased by a motorcycle mm, right mm -hmm. which so if i was to guess as to how that bit is going to be represented in the movie is literally going to be like a sweeping flying shot because there's also a production motorcycle following them with a camera yeah. so there's going to be yeah. a bit there's going to be a bit of um chase camera yep yeah yeah, yeah. Um, shot i shot was thinking well. exactly the same thing because but as far as the runtime in the movie goes that's going to be five to ten seconds easy and done you're totally right i mean and they they in the video they show it three times they've obviously set it up three times they, they slightly changed the front cars i don't know if you noticed it was a bit weird yeah, they I, don't did. Quite, I don't quite understand why they did that maybe there's obviously oh, i think probably what they're doing is i think uh, i know why they do that so i think they do that because what we see is maybe um one float car the pipe band um a set of cheerleaders and then two cars at the back but i think what they do is they slightly change it so those two cars at the back are now at the front for the next sequence so it makes the they're only they've only got a small parade 
one they're filming, but in the yeah. way that they put the two cars at the back on the first sequence and then they put them at the front on the second gives the impression that the parade's really long. I think that's why they do it. Possibly. That's why, that's why the cars look different at each side. But again, Possibly. Continue, I, had a, I, I had an idea about that in, in that if, if you had the van at the front because uh-huh. it was a van first of all first or a truck, yeah 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 or something like that but what weren't the cars behind the van anyway yeah that, that's what i'm saying they were and then in the second shot the cars were at the front and then the, the thing kept going but the van wasn't there so yeah, it was no, basically but, but you're assuming basically that the van's the same... right at the front though yes so the van the van is going to be there in in the movie it's just it just wasn't there for that particular shot mm. right because they couldn't have it because they didn't have the length of road. Yes. Yeah, so there's yeah, going to yeah. be there's going to be a bit of it that you, you know that the van's there and there's going to be weaving and stuff like that but just from a practical filming perspective yeah, no, I think we're you can think <laughs> you couldn't have the van there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I see, oh I see. Um, but yeah, I mean just to continue that point because we saw the first setup of where it was a fixed camera. The second point, as you said, where it was a motorcycle. And the third point where they had this sort of caterum that was filming. And it was almost like a high shot, almost filming down on people, which I'm assuming yeah. will be Indy's... He's up on the horse. And I think that camera is going to be him looking down on the soldiers that he's bumping past, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So the first shot is obviously a fixed point, watching them come towards it. Second point is following them through the crowd. And the third one is a yeah. point of view perspective from the horse or people looking up at Indy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, no, like, nerd, it's nerds inc- like us love this sort of it's stuff. It's an incredible thing to watch produced. Yes. From, yeah, yeah. So from like a fascination with the making of film perspective, I loved seeing yeah, this from too. like a yeah. intellectual thing, but like from a from a movie going kind of fan perspective, I was like, nah, I don't like that I'm watching this. I don't yeah, like exactly. seeing bits from Behind the movie. The sausage. You don't want to see the sausage being put made. Exactly, um, exactly. So, so, uh, moving forward onto the next thing, just to talk about movies being made and stuff, Um, quick sizzle for you, mate. Um, I know last year there was a, a three-piece documentary that was put on Netflix of the movies that made us. Um, yeah. There's, there's um, and I think last year they had, it was it was like Ghostbusters and Home Alone and I don't know if it was Dirty Dancing. Um, there's four episodes that have just been released on Netflix. Get them watched. It's the making of Back to the Future, the making of Jurassic Park, Ooh. the making of, I think Die Hard was in the first one. I don't know what this one is. It's a Forrest Gump um, and a Pretty Woman. So oh, some really... Oh, if it wasn't, they're, if they're wasn't for Pretty Woman, I would say that that's like Callum's top four movies of all, I know, all, really of all time. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, really maybe there's something you want to tell us about Pretty Woman, Callum. Uh, mate, Pretty Woman is a bloody good movie, actually. But no, no, you're right. I, I saw them being released and I was like, that, they're my favourite movies. Yeah. Um, so that is out there and that'll, that's, that'll really show you a better side of how these movies are made. Yeah. Um, again, moving, moving forward, Ridley Scott's been busy, mate. He has, hasn't he? My He's God. cracked out. There's two films coming up. Do you want to do the first one on the list first? And then we'll talk about... Um, so the first one that I sent to you was The Last Duel. Yeah. Um, what do you know about this movie? Not a whole lot, apart from having just watched the trailer this morning. I've not... Okay. So I've heard the name, because I think the the trailer came out last week, if I'm not mistaken, and I saw <laughs> that there was a trailer for The Last Duel, but I didn't actually watch it until this morning in preparation for mm. the pod. And I've not seen any information about it, and I was actually... And this is why 
This is this is another reason why I actually prefer not diving into the internet. Yeah, to, I like, know what you're going to say things, here, it's because I watched this story. trailer. Because I watched this trailer um, as if it was me watching a trailer from years ago when we didn't have the endless resources of the internet, and I was able to watch it and at some point go, "Holy fuck!" Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in the same movie again. Yes. And yeah, oh, yeah. there's Adam Driver. He's gonna be really cool. Jodie Cromer as well. She's exactly awesome. she's yeah. I was finding out all this stuff from the trailer, which isn't what isn't that what trailers are supposed to do? You're not supposed yeah, to know all this information yeah. beforehand. Trailers are supposed to be like, come see this movie. We've got these people and they're gonna be mm. doing this kind of stuff. And yeah. it's gonna be great. And I really, really enjoyed that kind of like fresh perspective on it. And I think I'm going to force myself into those uh, situations more, or rather just stop myself from reading bloody yeah. screen rant articles. <laughs> I think it's um, an interesting an interesting story to adapt. I think it's the last, it's a French, um, famous French historical tale. I don't know the names of the, the, the sort of the, the, the historical figures. Um, I do, sadly, and I, I know what happens. I have, I've had this told to me and it makes sense when you look at it all and who's there. I won't say any further then because right. it isn't it's worth spoiling. Um, but yeah, it is taking place about the last trial by combat right um, which is an interesting concept isn't it a trial by combat yeah um and, and and obviously back in the day it was believed that the winner would god had decided the winner beforehand so you know the person who won um but it, it does deliver the, the blow which flawless is logic if, that yeah exactly it does deliver the blow which is of course if the wrong per- so it's it's a it's a rape accusation that gets taken forward and and if and if it's proven that uh the accusation was false then jody crummer is burned alive which is uh yeah, yeah pretty pretty rude so um yeah look pretty that. extreme by all accounts very much not a bloody not a bloody fair objection your honor yeah yeah hang on punishment that fits the crime please my goodness oh goodness crucifixion good (laughs) (laughs) out the door line on the left one cross one cross each one One. cross each oh no (laughs) (laughs) such a good joke it's, it's such, such a, a good brilliant joke. joke. Um, the other, the other Ridley Scott, uh, of course, House of Gucci. Another Adam Driver. Um, again, another true story. The story of the Gucci family um, and the the kind of misdeeds, some lying, some murder, some double crossing. Again, it's not really a story I'm overly familiar with. I do know yeah. that. Well, I kind of know the ending of it, sadly. Again, but it's I'm still looking forward to it. Lady Gaga's in this one. She's good, isn't she? She is good. Oh Lady yeah, Gaga. no, she's she's so so talented she's very talented she yeah. can she can do whatever she wants honestly like i've got a lot of time a lot a lot of time for lady gaga i'm not like i don't know if i'll see this movie will you i don't it in looks interesting i i did laugh though because i think i think that they nicked christian bale's costume from american hustle to give to jared oh Leto. yeah that yeah i did think <laughs> that yeah it does have that it does have that american hustle all the money in the world style yeah, vibe yeah, to it yeah. i think all the money in the world was the one that i thought it looked quite similar to um which was the famous christopher Plummer, kevin spacey um <laughs> yeah roll in roll out <laughs> lol, um, lol. no i i'm Hey, good on him. The only observation was MGM actually are distributing that one, which okay. means we probably won't see it till sort of 2030. So that'll be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, they are on a shoestring. MGM. In fact, they they have now just been sold, haven't they? They're now Amazon. So this yeah. one might go straight to Amazon Studios, I think. Yeah, well, um, I'm just looking forward. When are those Bond films coming on? Uh, when are the Bond films coming on to pr- Prime? Must be whenever uh, No Time to Die comes out. 
Must be. Oh man, we'll never, we'll never see that. Cool. We'll never see that movie. Moving forward, Alex. Yeah. I shocked you when we talked about um, Army of the Dead, and I told you that there was going to be a prequel to this movie. Yes. And what did and you say? I said I don't care. I think. <laughs> oh, you still don't care? I mean, this is just like fine. It's obviously the the, the German actor. I, I I cannot pronounce math. It's Matthew. Schwer- what a name. Schwerdinger, I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry, Math, Matthias, Mathis. Um, th- this, this is, this is why, why, why? Yeah. Why are we doing? <laughs> why yeah. are we doing? This? I love, I love that the the audacity is there to make a movie that's in a totally wo- in a in a world in a world where the biggest draw for the first movie was an interesting take on zombies and yet they're going we're gonna set it in that world but it's before all the zombies i don't know though. why I, do we care i think but i think this answers our question which is it, it, it no it's it's it doesn't answer this is like you know in a math problem it says find x and you circle x and you go here it is because our question that we always say is make good independent movies you know take a concept and totally yeah. shift it and make something new and weird this is the yeah. example of find x it's like no but we didn't mean this we didn't mean to this yeah, yeah, one yeah. we meant we meant like set a weird movie in the star wars universe or 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 do a totally different take on I don't know, like, um, fucking do, do Jurassic Park, but in a weirder way. Don't just continue on the whole, you know what I mean? Just, just, or, or a different, oh man. Um, hey, this is going to be a movie, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> so, it's going to be a movie. Is, I'm not watching it. Uh, I don't care. You know, I, I'm no, I, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Rattling through these. Do you care about the Chucky TV series that came out? Do you know um, what? Or the I've trailer got, for? I've got a real soft spot for Chucky. You do? I think Chucky, oh, cool. Chucky is really funny. It's properly in the zeitgeist oh, isn't it? it it's is. everywhere have you have you watched the original chucky yeah 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 child's play child's play yeah yeah such a good, good. such a good it's, horror movie yeah and what i like about the chucky movies is they kind of follow the evil dead trajectory in that they start quite scary yeah and then they turn into like comedy horrors like have you seen bride of chucky like that's oh or like, right okay so that's a funny funny-esque movie. well they, like they go they they just go completely mental but the first child's play is actually it, is really funny right yeah because yeah yeah even though he's like he's an evil mass murderer or whatever serial killer he's a serial killer mm-hmm. you know soul in a doll type thing so right? doll that's he's it, yeah. got he's got this really comedic maniacal kind of like rhythm and he's mm. got quite a lot of banter and to see all that coming out of a doll is actually like really funny it's really, really funny, yeah. even though he's evil and sadistic. And he's also the guy that plays Grima Wormtongue in uh, in Lord of the Rings, which I really like. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's that guy. Oh, I, do, I, I didn't... It's like I, the I two things It's like the two things that he's done, Chucky and and Lord of the Rings. Grima Wormtongue. Yeah, nice. Well, it's good. I mean, TV series, 10 episodes. I think it doesn't have a debut date i don't know is this, this is this is um based in the same world as the reboot one with mark hamill uh that's a very good question with i know answer have for oh fabulous you. i'm a glad i teed up a, that question that was a little that was a little, <laughs> that was a, that was a little yoda little yoda <laughs> there had no answer for you i yeah. have um cool yeah looking forward to this moving forward alex yeah. we got 
another Ghostbusters trailer. Fabulous. We've got Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. This is one of those movies that I forgot this was existing for yeah, a while. Yeah, and I think we forgot it, it existed a couple of weeks ago, and then a couple of weeks ago before that as well. Oh, man. Uh, um, I was good, excited good. about this movie when it was announced. Any any differences in the trailer? I guess we... Um, I mean, we the, the two things that I think are changed, because it's not really revealing anything apart from two new things, which is the RV, um, that there's sort of remote-controlled ghost trap, yep. which I think is fucking cool. And it leads me to my wider point, which is... And then we obviously we got the gunner seat from the yep. first one. I, I want more of that. Like, I wanted to... And I almost want there to be a kind of in-between, in-between quill here, because I want to explore more of the shonky weird traps that they have because yeah. i'm a i'm a sucker the for the like weirdness yeah the di like the mechan weird mechanicalness and and i want them to go stop revealing more because i hope there's more in the movie you know like uh, uh, the gunner seat i love that there's something so there's something almost like jurassic park the lost world about it yeah. if you remember the gunner seat no, from that like what, that I, what love I was thinking it. of what i love about it is everything in ghostbusters so you know the plasma you know cannons and you yeah. know the backpacks and the traps and all of that it they're all diy but it's like yeah, they're held together but it, but by it's, a shoestring it's diy done by genius mad scientists i feel it's like brilliant. that is, is yeah. the concept and i love that as a, and i love that yeah. as the concept where it's like just make what you want and you don't give a shit about health and safety it's amazing yes but but that's one of the reasons why this you know the other Ghostbusters didn't really work that well because everything was a bit too shiny, a bit too glossy. Yes, exactly. All the equipment was all really good. Also, it was there was all women in it, wasn't yeah, Alex? And I so you know hate it. it was it was not, <laughs> it was not there. Um, but you know the RV um, ghost trap that looks pretty cool. I like that yeah. idea, and it's yeah it's something that I'm looking forward to. Also, surely that was Dan Aykroyd at the end, wasn't it? I mean, they are all going to be in this. Was it Dan Aykroyd that was the guy? Yeah, at the end I think of that so. Trailer? Or was it Bill Murray? Yeah. But, um, We'll find out. You know, he's from a full family of parapsychologists. You know, like Dan Aykroyd and his dad are like obsessed with finding love ghosts. Him. Love Dan Aykroyd. Like, I know. He's such a cool bloke. Um, cool. Moving forward, Alex. Let's, there move, is, let's keep moving. Let's keep going. Um, we had another trailer, Cooking with Paris. This is fine. Oh, Paris I missed Hilton's that one. doing a weird cooking show. I missed show. that it's, one. I missed that one just, on the list. It's just Paris Hilton and the Kardashians and all these people doing this weird cooking show. Oh. It looks it doesn't take itself too seriously, fairly earnest. Um fine. I don't right. this'll be one of these things that slips into obscurity or shuts down the internet because it's so amazing to watch. Um speaking of which, um in fact I'll tell you what, we'll go back to it because obviously we talked of Clarkson's farm. I think that is now getting a second series. Oh, interesting. Um, which is which is good, I think, on the, the saga for that. I mean it bloody should, right? Yeah. Um but did you see Lockdown, which was the Grand Tours episode, the tour through Scotland? Oh, did, yeah, that just came out, didn't it? Yeah, have you seen no, it? No, not yeah, I've not really had that oh, I've mate. not had time to see it. Well, have a nice Sunday, mate, and sit and watch. It's yeah, very that good. Is a, it's, that uh, is a good Sunday watch, actually. To be fair, from from, from someone who has just um, done a tour through Scotland myself and visited a, quite a lot of the places that they visit. Oh, good. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, so you'll you will like that there, Alex. Yeah. American Horror Story. Are you a fan of this TV? Never series? seen it. You've never never seen it. I mean, to to quote Maddie again, it is the most gaudy um tv series of all time just very like it's it's like it leans into that kind of um i, I know maybe this doesn't sound politically correct but you know that kind of drag show-esque everything's very over the top and every like over dramatized right, yeah, 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 yeah. and everything's over sexualized and all the horror stuff is over stimulated horror and it's all a bit just like it, it, it it's like um yeah i mean Everybody, everything's the, turned the up word. to 11 
early right. term to 11. Um, it's a double feature, this series. So if something that you won't know about the, the series, if you haven't watched it, is it's an anthology series, meaning that the series is don't, you, you can watch them in yeah. any order. And I, I've benefited from this because there's some series where I was just not interested. Um, there were some that I just didn't watch. And then there's some concepts that I thought... How many really... series are there at this point? This is, this is the 10th series, mate. Jesus, you're kidding. Yeah. So there's one on a murder house. There's one in an asylum. There's a witch's coven. There's um, there's one about an apocalypse. There's one about the Roanoke colony. There's one about a cult. Jeez. Um, th- there's some really amazing concepts. This one is a double feature. So it's taking place... Um, one of them is, is about vampires and one of them is about aliens. And I think... They're just trying to like cram the two because I think everyone thought they were going to do a kind of um, uh, sort of not that what's the bloody X Files alien style series. I think that was always going to come. They were going to because that's such a big home. I mean, I always thought they were going to do a a, a summer camp movie and then that was the last series before. I I, I quite like these, they're a bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, probably will watch it. Sounds it. You should watch Asylum. Asylum's a good one. Seriously. Okay. Hawkeye has a streaming announcement day, Alex, on Disney Plus, and yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the 24th of November. Can I admit something? And, yeah, go for it. I forgot that this was a thing. You forgot what was happening? Yeah, I didn't think that was <laughs> I forgot this was a thing. I was like, oh, You could be excused because there's a lot of stuff happening. Obviously, we've got the 11th of August, which is what if. Um, what I've heard is that this Hawkeye series is actually going to be really essential for Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man movie. Now, the Spider-Man we've still not got a fucking trailer for, and I've got a few theories as to why that might right, be okay. in just a second. Um, but the Hawkeye trailer, uh, sorry, the Hawkeye in- announcement is that I do think this is going to tee up, especially some of the stuff in Spider-Man, which will be directly afterwards if the current schedule is to be believed. Yep. Um, and then we'll have wider repercussions for Doctor Strange. Are you looking forward to Hawkeye? Oh, and now that now that you've done now, now, now you just reminded me that it existed. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Marvel should be judged by its track record at the moment, which is pretty mm-hmm. bloody stellar. So it's you know yeah. it's hard for me to say that I can't be excited about this when they've turned out nothing but great content over the last X number of years. Yeah, and which leads me into the last point, which is we still haven't had a trailer for Spider Man No Way Home, and I. I've I've come to a pretty sad conclusion that I think it's going to get delayed again mm. um, because we're told that it's going to not going to come out in December, but I genuinely don't think, I, I think Sony are really not prepared to roll the dice in this one. Okay. Cause I've obviously, obviously ultimately Sony are going to make the decision when that, tra- I think the trait, look, I think the trailer's ready to go. I think there it's is a trailer be. made. I think, I think there's a couple of trailers. That's the weird thing about this. There is a trailer out there and that trailer will have a lot of stuff. And some people are on the line are going, what if they're never going to do a trailer? I think they missed the opportunity to do that. Like end game would have been the time to have never released a trailer and expected yep. people to come. But to then it. didn't end game only release like one trailer. Like yeah, they they yeah, took one, their they time. Two, I, two. I think yeah, two. my instinct is that this is one of those situations where they don't want to have because everyone's going to go to see this movie, right? It's a mini Avengers movie, isn't it? It really is a. Mini it will Avengers. it will be even though we don't really know what's going to be in it, who's going to be in it, or what's going to happen. Like we actually don't know. There's been so much speculation, and no doubt, no doubt, a lot of that speculation is going to be true. But we don't actually know we don't we no. we don't actually know but from a from a business marketing perspective and things like that everyone and their dog is going to go see this movie like they, yeah. they just are yeah. they, they 100 just are and so they don't they don't need to do the full 
half a year long trailer run up spiel. They just don't need mm. to do it. And if they, and no. if they don't need to spend the money on doing that, and by the way, keep the keep the kind of mystique around the movie and mm. what's in the mm. movie alive, because everyone's everyone's talking about it. Everyone's do everyone's doing all the advertisement for them because everyone's just keeping the conversation alive, going, Where's the trailer? Yeah. Where's the trailer? Who's gonna be in it? And they're like, All right, you guys just keep pontificating about it being interested in our movie and we'll just continue to not show you anything because why would we yeah yeah and we're we're, we're creeping closer we're we creeping closer to that december day. i mean this movie could surpass endgame in terms of money made i mean Surely that's not. a that's a high i don't I think could so. do though i mean i mean think how close iron man like think how much money iron man 3 no made. i know but like your third the trilogy of these things you're are, not you're not you know, wrong but i still be... think we have to take the last the last 16 months into consideration from uh yeah uh, from like super, a COVID yeah, yeah, to, perspective. Oh, oh sorry 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 i i wasn't thinking there for a second alex for a second in my world i was forgetting there was a global yeah, pandemic yeah, yeah. that was going to <laughs> severely smash through numbers do you also think that there is i mean again the other piece to talk about we are going to wrap up very soon is the how they release because obviously black widow has gone to court i mean scarlett johansson has taken oh, God, them to court yeah, because she is you know and actually it's fair play to her because when you read about it they they kind of did her a disservice because they said that in her contract it was movie takings which is where the movie was um, she was going to make her money from the movie the gross yeah. box office but of course you can't really do that if it's put on a streaming yeah, yeah, service so she was Loads of people were, had the option, and she didn't have the option to yeah. cash in on it. And you know, some people are like, "Oh, boohoo!" You know, she's got millions, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. But I think that there's a no, point there is a point to be made, especially made. for and... you know, for her. Like this is this is unacceptable. And and you know, we we could address the elephant in the room. Like it's really important that that Scarlett Johansson, as a woman, yeah. fights this battle because uh, do you think this would have? I mean, you got to assume that this would still have happened if it had been like a Hawkeye movie and Jeremy Renner would have had the same, you know what I mean? Like as a, as a kind yeah, of no, equivalent. Definitely, definitely. Of, no, I think it is very important. But it is really important that yeah, she Yeah, I think it's important that the big corporations are kind of held to task over, thing, over things like that because yeah, they can't mm. just do whatever they want. Like, because if that's written, if, if, that's, Sadly, if not, that's something that's yeah. like in our contract and they've deliberately gone like they've del- deliberately been shysters about it then yeah knowingly, knowingly so. so you don't you don't just you don't accidentally yeah. do that you don't actually someone would have yeah. worked that one out um but then tying this back into spider-man there's not going to be a platform for this i mean sony don't have their platform and none of the spider-mans are on disney plus so they i think they're not doing the trailer because they're going to delay mm. this movie Sadly, I I'm calling it here. Well, I don't think we're going to see this till March. We will April see April next year. Sadly, yeah, we will. Well, Alex, I've what actually do they got, have I've to actually do got now? one more little thing for you, mate. Oh, I know, I know. Right? Do you know? I don't know if I've ever expressed my feelings about the movie studio Warner Brothers. Have I have I ever oh, expressed um, my my feelings about Warner Brothers? No, please, please. Uh, they're, the, um, they're the worst. Please continue. Yeah, they're 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 the worst. That's it. That's it. Oh, we got another Dune trailer. Is that Warner Brothers? No, that that's, not that, that's not <laughs> that it. That was fine. No, cool. Okay. Still looks, looks good. Amazing. Still looks good, by the way. But so for context, almost all the things that Warner Brothers have churned out in the last wee while have been atrocious, and usually yeah. for no other reason other than like studio interference and, uh, you know boardroom boardroom and mice 
mice in yeah. getting into the camera. Boardroom, boardroom the producers making boneheaded decisions um, just to fit with yeah. runtime and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's and really they, important they to know, and that's really well. important for the whole point here because their newest movie that just came out last week was Space Jam: A New Legacy, and oh yeah, yeah. yes, you did. And want to by talk about this. and by all accounts, and I mean all accounts, it's one of the worst movies ever made. Apparently, it's oh, one of really? the worst movies ever made. But the point I wanted to make about it is because I heard about one specific plot point that was really, really mm-hmm. interesting to me and, quite frankly, hilarious in its irony. That the movie mm-hmm. is set in the Warner Brothers sort of cloud, as it were. It's like a cloud storage network thing where all their characters basically live, right? Mm. It's this digital place where all the characters basically live. But apparently, Warner Brothers, in this movie... They no, one, one, they own everything. One, they own everything. Two, yeah. in this movie, there's a contrivance where they say, oh, how do Warner Brothers come up with new ideas? Oh, they have an algorithm that gives them their new ideas. They have a... Oh, do they break the fourth wall in this, do they? Surely they can't... Surely they, they, wouldn't, they couldn't do that deliberately. Surely they couldn't actually say, we know all our, t- all our last movies have been shit because we don't actually make artistic decisions about them. We just put them through a random numbers generator and like come up with the best, come up with the, you know, a, a computer decided best decision kind of cake mold type thing. Because that's exactly what, they're, what yeah, they say yeah. they do in this movie. And I heard that this was in this movie and I went, no, Really? Are they that wow. like yeah. not self-aware? It was mental yeah. to me. I will n- now, I would never pay attention. It was hilarious when I found that out. I was like, you guys are just you're just the worst, aren't you? You're just the worst. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will never see that movie or never pay for it. I probably will watch it at one yeah. point, but I will never pay for that movie. <laughs> Um, speaking, oh, so so I'm Ali, back to you, Alex. What, what do they have to do now? Oh, what do they have to do now? They've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Find us on mm. there. Uh, listen to us there. Give us a cheeky little five star rating if you, yes. if you please. We do appreciate it. Uh, you can also leave us a review on there. If you don't want to leave us a review, you can tell us your favorite movie, your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear all of it. Uh, yes. You can also find us on loads and loads of other platforms where you like to listen to your podcast including spotify and also the acast mm-hmm. app which apparently mm-hmm. is pretty good and if yes. you want to get more directly in contact with the show you can get us at our email address motionspod at gmail.com where you can send in your uh, movie suggestions but of course we're not going to read them because we don't care and we <laughs> we do kind of care we know we're all right we, we kind of do give a shit but um, the reason i'm saying that is because we actually have next week's tied up um thank you again to ktc graphic design for the wonderful artwork and i believe there's a slight little there's a little present way to go oh yes Christmas absolutely tree, isn't there just for, for our, our listeners. listeners if you go on to her etsy store which uh, link is in the episode description you can get 20 percent off your movie print needs to decorate your wall so just uh, 
I've frozen frozen over his words. Enter the code MotionsPod20 at checkout for 20% off. Thank you very much. You lucky son of a bitch. Um, And just to continue that previous train of thought before I rattled into it. God, it's like Billy Connolly here today, isn't it? Jumping off tangents and moving back in. Um, Next week, we're not going to listen to your emails because next week we are, for the first time, we know what we're going to do. We are, of course, returning to the squad and that is of course Suicide Squad from 2014 with Jared Leto and DC <laughs> Universe baby let's I go I can't wait um, yeah looking forward to James Gunn's Suicide Squad next week so join us for our deep dive but until then thank you very much for listening and we will speak to you again next week bye alright guys ta ta <laughs>